Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Still to come, a preview of the Edmonton Elks and Saskatchewan Rough Riders with 630 Chad's Dave Campbell. You just heard from our headliner today, Stephen Ellis from the Hockey News, all about the World Juniors headliner. Brought to you, as always, by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Some good stuff coming in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. All right. Let's connect with uh, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. They've got Western Canada's biggest day in racing. The 93rd running of the Canadian Derby on Saturday, August 20th at Century Mile. Tickets available right now. Spec, happy Friday, man. How's it going? Oh, how could it be better? It's it's um, Friday. It's beautiful out. Uh, everyone's chilled. It's a great day in the summer. Doing all right, man. How are you doing? Uh, things are, are going well. A day off, I guess, of Canadian World Junior Hockey. But it, thank God this tournament's happening right now because literally nothing else is. It's golf tournament season right now, uh, wow. which is why you're talking to me, of course, instead of Bob today. But uh, but I don't think we've spoken since the passing of, of Ben Stelter. So maybe we'll drop the puck there, Mark, with just uh, your observation of how much the little guy meant not only to the team but to the uh, to the greater community here as well yeah you know uh, i mean every once in a while a, a little uh, a kid comes along like ben right there you know listen i've covered hockey for a long time and every year you know nhl teams do a lot of things and nhl players that people out there just don't know about their their visit hospitals they make you know there's make a wish type scenarios they do a lot of things for a lot of kids who whose lives haven't been, you know, all sunshine and roses and the kids deserve a little bit of fun and, and maybe a chance to meet Connor McDavid. And this goes on every year. But every so often a kid like Ben comes along and he even sort of supersedes that, right? He he was around the team a lot. He was in the dress room. He was up at the media table in one press conference I remember vividly. And, he, you know, I had as, as a media guy had a chance to see him three, four, five, six times. He was around all the time. His dad, Mike... Uh, his brother and sister, and and uh, you know what? He really became part of things around there in that in that last, you know, I'd say half the season, right, or three quarters of the season, and and it was genuine, and it was you know it was real, and man, it's just a real sad day. 
uh, when the news broke the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, it, uh, it, it sure was. And, you know, I think caught several of us by surprise, but excited to see what, uh, what they're going to do moving forward to try and honor him and whatever yeah. machination they decide. Yeah, that for sure. You know, I, I hope, I'm sure something will happen and I look forward to it. And, you know, that poor little guy, he was six years old and he spent a lot of time in hospitals in that six years. And, uh, it was a rough, rough time and a rough ride and a long, you know, a long six years for young Ben. And in the end, he made a bigger impact on all of us in Edmonton than a lot of people do in 50 years or 80 years. So God bless him. And you know what? I hope the orders, I'm sure the orders will do something memorable. No doubt there. Um, and as, as one battle ends, I suppose another sounds like it's just beginning with uh, Borier Salming yeah. being diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, Mark. Well, you know, Chris Snow in Calgary gives us all uh, gives us all some uh, positive vibes, uh, you know, surrounding such a, a vicious disease as ALS, right? Chris was, I think, 47. They, they said you got 12 months to live, and he just celebrated his 51st birthday. I saw a video of him diving into a lake with his kids. So, uh, you know, it's it is taking a little bit of a toll on Chris. I've known Chris for a long time. He's the assistant GM of the. Uh, uh, the Flames now, but he was the uh, sports writer when I first met him for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. And, uh, you know, he's he and his wife, Kelsey, have, have embarked on sort of, they, they started down a, a sort of a new medical path, and it's really worked well for him. And now Borea comes along, and it's an awful thing, and it's a tough, tough disease. But you know what? Maybe with Borea's place in this world, he can he can help bring this thing somewhere. And maybe the next guy, they tell him, you don't have 12 months to live, you got five years to live. And maybe the next guy, you got 20 years to live, right? And maybe one day we find a cure for this thing. As far as his on-ice legacy goes, what can you tell me about Salming that I might be overlooking? Well, you know what? Borea was, Borea was at the time when... It was kind of weird, um, Brendan, because out west here, we were in the WHA back in those days, and the Winnipeg Jets would come into town. They had a, a bunch of Swedish guys. And, you know, Anders Nilsson and Lars Eric Schoberg. So it was really cool. I remember as a kid seeing the Jets with Bobby Hall, and it was really cool to say, wow, look at all these Swedish guys. What are they doing over here? But if you were a Maple Leaf and an NHL person, but the Europeans at that time were a little slower into the NHL. And Boris Salming and Inga Hammerstrom in Toronto were two of the very first. So when you turned on Hockey Night in Canada when I was a kid and you saw Salming and Inga Hammerstrom playing together for for um, Toronto, it was you know, it, it was different. Two Swedish guys on one team, like what's what's going on? <laughs> right? Like nowadays, come on, <laughs> coming from everywhere. But back then it was a big deal. And not only was it a big deal, but Boria was a fabulous hockey player and and, you know, they played at a time when when they would go into a place like Philly and the Philadelphia Flyers were, you know, they were just, a, you know, everyone knows what they were. And they just tried to pound these Europeans into submission and and, and um, intimidate them right out of the game because they, you know, Borea came from a place where you didn't drop the gloves and fight all the time. And it was really a stark contrast between where our game was and where our game should have been trying to get to. Borea was a graceful skilled, beautiful skater, and you know what? He was a hell of a player, and to our all our credit, the Philadelphia Flyers and that 
Broad Street bully game is in the rearview mirror. And we've got a lot more Borea Salmic skating around now. And, and you can thank those courageous, <laughs> like it took big stones to be a Swedish guy stepping out on the ice in the spectrum back in those days, pal. And uh, Borea did it every chance he got. Chatting with Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses. It's funny how some of the, the franchises, even to this day, I look at, say, Vancouver, for example, and the heavy, heavy Swedish influence yeah. that remains in the front office. It was on the ice forever uh, while I was growing up, and now it's transitioned up to the front office and and even trying to secure some of that with Elias Patterson and and whatever his future ends up being there but you can see or, or Detroit I suppose is another fine example of of the European mind that they had going on and deep in drafts yeah, it's, it's always been kind of weird to me, too, the way, you know, for sure, Vancouver's always been a, a Swedish team. Go, I'll go back to Thomas Gradeen and Lars Lindgren, and, and uh, you know, they've had guys from other places, of course, but the Swedes have worked there uh, as we move towards, obviously, the Sedins. And, and Edmonton, uh, you know what? Edmonton never had a ton of Swedes. We, Edmonton did better with the Finns, right? We had Curry, we had Tikkanen, we had Rutsalainen, and they kind of worked here in Edmonton. Uh, you know, Calgary kind of Calgary did some Russians and some Czechs. They always had a couple Czechs going. So, you tell me how that all works out. Maybe one guy goes there and he phones his buddies and said, "Hey, good town, come play with me." I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, Vancouver always has a Swedish footprint, man, and this, that's not a bad footprint to have. They're good players and good people and smart and educated. And when you get a good young high draft pick on your team from Sweden, uh, they most often turn into an Oscar Clefbaum, who is one of the more decent human beings and awesome players uh, that I've covered over the years. Yeah, I do miss having the the chance to even just listen to him answer interview questions. Oscar Clefbaum yeah. was was a very insightful and calm and composed individual, and and I think that was kind of reflected in his game you know, a lot of the time as well. Hey, let's yeah. look let's look at a Swedish goaltender who is now set to miss this entire season. Vegas is something else. I mean, Vegas is known as being uh, a bit of a sideshow town anyway. This team is creeping towards sideshow territory, Mark. If you ask me, based on this sudden lack of loyalty to any of the previous moves or, or agreements or whatever that they've done, and now it seems that karma's bitten them in the ass a little bit with uh, with this injury to the starting goaltender that they pushed all of their, their chips into the middle on. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, Vegas is a, there's a book to be written there about a team that, that defied all the odds, went to the Stanley Cup as an expansion team, and probably got a little bit of full, little maybe a little full of themselves in terms of, you know, w- w- the things that apply to normal NHL franchises don't apply to us. You know, I, I always kind of think of Vegas as in, like, Vegas is a unique city. There's only one Vegas. We all get that. And that franchise kind of acted as if they were a unique franchise and everything that applied to all the other teams didn't apply to them. They could get in on every big name out there and they could ditch all the pick, draft picks and get move a Suzuki for a Pacioretty. And, and they could, you know, take a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, who when they broke into the league, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury was above and beyond down there as the face of that franchise. He was the hospital visit guy. He was going to all over Vegas with the owner, Bill Foley, you know, shaking hands and making friends and bringing that franchise into a strange city. And he went, he was above and beyond. And what do they do? Pete DeBoer made a poor decision on that player. 
and they moved Mark Grundy-Furry out the door and put the chips in on Robin Lehner. And now is where the, the karma comes in, right? Lehner is a, is a guy around whom there is always a lot of stuff, always a lot of drama, and now a lot of injuries. He's, he's been an injury-prone goalie for some time. And I mean, let's look at the 22-23 season. I look at the Oilers as the best team in the Pacific, and I'm not sure Vegas wasn't supposed to be the second-best team. Well, if Logan Thompson is their starting goaltender, they're not the second-best team anymore, pal. It's funny you're saying that. I was was kind of sounding off a little earlier in the show about the exact same thing. They they structured this team, at least on the surface, as if it was supposed to compete now and, and in the immediate future. But when you have that volatile an asset in, in the crease, let's not preach to Oilers fans that that can and will be the difference in success or, or in entirely holding you back. So if you look at, I guess, what a stopgap uh, solution could be for Vegas and that, the, the options are not great. It looks a lot like what the Oilers were trying to sift through had they not been able to, to, <laughs> to pry Jack Campbell uh, out of the free agent market, right? James Reimer. Simeon Varlamov, Jake Allen, these guys, they'd have to trade an asset to acquire, right? So it seems that, you know, Vegas is in a bit of trouble here if they're intending to keep the train on the tracks this year. Well, and, and trading from a position of weakness, right? Everybody in the league knows what's going on here. You know, they got a pretty decent team without a goaltender. So they will have to trade a definite asset and they will not, that won't be a trade that'll look real favorable. If someone, you know, I would talk to you about a team that has two goalies, like let's say the Islanders, you know, they've got uh, Sorokin and they've got Varlamov. So, I mean, by all accounts, uh, Lou Lamorello wasn't trading Varlamov, but he'll trade him if you give him an absolute grade A deal. And that may be what Kelly McCrimmon has to do. They're, you know what, between their allegiance to a goalie with injury issues and now a goalie who's out for a whole season here, um, they've painted themselves into a corner in Vegas. And the, the goalie market is slim. Nobody with one goalie is giving you their guy. Okay, right? Remember this. Anyone who's got one good goalie and a normal backup, no, you don't get anyone's number one. Emmon is not trading you Campbell. Ottawa's not giving you Talbot. They got a goalie, and they only got one. So you got to find a team that has two. Well, how many of those are there out there? Almost none. And you know what? James Reimer's a hell of a guy, and I wish he'd be a – you know, I love covering him and talking to him and all those things. He's not a number one goalie anymore. He's not going to win your division. So they're in trouble in Vegas. they got to figure this goalie thing out, and it's going to be costly. It didn't need to be, right? Because Marc-Andre Fleury just got paid, what, $3.5 million as he rides his career into the sunset? $3.5 million well, a year for a goaltender who probably time. he can perform better than that, I would suggest. Should have kept him the whole time. I don't know what, when you, you know, when it, this is the, the old proverb of that dog with a bone in his mouth looking in the river and seeing the other dog with the other bone in his mouth <laughs> and going, <laughs> I want that bone too, right? You got Marc-Andre Fleury. He's the nicest guy. He's an absolute ambassador for your team, and he's one hell of a goalie. And you try to do better than that, that's what gets you, doesn't it? It certainly does. Mark Spector of uh, Sportsnet on the line right now. The other expansion team hiring Dave Lowry uh, to assistant coach on Dave Hackstall's staff, the Seattle Kraken making that official. Uh, Obviously, we know him from his time in Winnipeg where he was coaching his kid Adam, but uh, was let go, I guess, alongside uh, Paul Maurice. And uh, here we are. 
So what do you think of the deal? Dave Lowry heading to a Seattle team that seems to be adding a lot of different pieces in the coaching and, and hockey operations staff. Well, it's funny when you look at, you know, when you talk about Seattle after Vegas, Vegas did it one way and Seattle has come in as the next expansion team and done it a completely other way, right? They weren't, they clearly didn't make the playoffs their first year. They did, they did not receive the, the sort of greeting from all the other general managers that Vegas did it, right? Everybody learned that they gave up too much to try to protect their picks with Vegas and nobody made the same mistake with Seattle, but, but, Ronnie Francis, the GM there, he, he collected and collected and collected. They got so many draft picks and so many of those assets that you kind of thought, okay, you got all these picks and all this cap space. You're supposed to be the team that can get a team like Toronto out of trouble and take a good player, right? Get a team like Edmonton right now that's looking to find a couple million in cap space. You're supposed to be able to be, be the team that ends up grabbing the uh, name the player out of here. And, you know, giving them a draft pick back because that's what Edmonton's going to have to maybe do. So I'm kind of waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for Seattle to flex the other muscles like from Vegas. Vegas just went out and traded good players for older, skilled guys. They brought an Eichel and Pacioretty and, and went into the free agent market for, um, um, the, you know, for different guys anyway, uh, certainly the defenseman. And, and Seattle wasn't that team. Seattle did it differently. And I'm waiting to see the Seattle plan unfold a little bit, Brendan. Like, I don't see it quite unfolding yet. I'm waiting to see all these assets turning into, some of them turning into right now players. And uh, to be honest, I'm not seeing it yet. Are you? The only one that I would say is is getting Oliver Bjorkstrand out of Columbus. Uh, it was a pretty significant nope. deal this offseason. But that's, that doesn't tip the scale between you and the playoffs, right? That's a nice piece to play on your, your second line. I think you sure. got to be most excited about what Matty Beneers flashed at the end of last season and, and what you're getting in Shane Wright. But those pieces are going to be most impactful three or four years from now, not yeah. tomorrow. No, that's the traditional build is what we're talking about. But we thought that with the acquisition of all those draft picks and all those younger players that they had, you thought that there was a bit of a, a plan there for Ronnie Francis. And I know that there is. Uh, like I say, I'm just kind of waiting for it to unfold. I thought by now we'd start to see Seattle emerge as that. You know, the way Arizona's helped a lot of teams, right, get a you know, buy-in cap space, uh, I thought that Seattle would help a lot of teams by taking on players uh, from teams that couldn't afford them anymore, and we haven't really seen a lot of that yet. We'll see what they can do with an offense propelled by the likes of Jared McCann. I mean, 27-goal season, and he got paid, I would say, more than accordingly for that. Yep. Uh, and then you look at the goaltending situation, and without Chris Strieger healthy, they, they try and, and solidify things a bit with Martin Jones brought into the fold. Uh, but they're going to need a lot more out of Philip Grubauer, who yep. kind of upset the goaltending apple cart last offseason by, by signing with Seattle in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, and didn't give him the season they wanted, right? No. You know what? Here's here's I will say for Philip Grubar, it wasn't very good last year for Seattle, but we we learned this in Edmonton watching the Oilers. It's impossible to tell how good your goalie is when the team in front of them isn't very good. You know, the the chances are high grade, and many of them. Uh, the goalie's not seeing the kind of shots he's expecting to see. We watched it in Edmonton. We saw. You know, in the Cam Talbot years, even when sometimes the team started playing well and Cam started playing well, they looked like a damn good team. Uh, and then the opposite occurred, and you're just like, man, the goalie sure got bad fast. 
And I was kind of looking at the team often and going, yeah, I think the team got that fast too. So uh, let's see what Philip Grubar looks like when he's got maybe a little bit more structure in front of him. Great stuff, Mark. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, we'll chat next week. All right, thanks, Brennan. Mark Spector for the horses, Horse Racing Alberta. They've got Western Canada's biggest day in racing, the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby, Saturday, August 20th at Century Mile. Tickets are available right now. 124 in Edmonton, quick time out on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Our friends at uh, Brent Ridge Ford want you to know that they're currently stocked up with some pre-owned Jeeps, Honda CRV, Toyota RAV4, Hyundai Santa Fe, and options from Chevy, GMC, and Buick. Of course, they also boast a selection of quality Ford products for sale as well. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, or Johnny one 477 3673 And remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Looking up, it's now 4-0 Sweden over Austria. A couple minutes left in second period at Rogers Place. 30-9 are the shots, which I suppose is a shot differential you would expect when Sweden plays host to Austria. Uh, Simon Edvinson getting the scoring going. He is the captain of Sweden this year. He's a, a high pick of the Detroit Red Wings who are going to be a problem in a couple of seasons. Just look at Moritz Sider. Uh, texter wants to know, what's the problem in Vegas? Is it the manager or the owner interfering with the man that he hired to manage? It's a good question. I I'm really struggling to find the answer to that because... Kelly McCrimmon doesn't seem like the type to me to be fumbling away these deals at all. So I wonder whether there's a potential for a disconnect between the direction the owner wants to keep the team going, i.e. winning and profitable, and then the moves that you're trying to make to work within the confines of that and still run a hockey team that, oh, by the way, has a salary cap. (laughs) 128 in Edmonton, we will look on the gridiron when we come back. The Elks and Rough Riders squaring off at Commonwealth this Saturday. Dave Campbell stopping by for a preview. It's Brendan Escott in on Oilers Now. Kevin Robinson has your headlines next.